Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. Just finished watching the Warriors beat the Spurs for their second win in a row. They actually whooped the Spurs asses. That was a really fun game to watch. And I got to say, if you've listened to me talk about the Oakland Forever uniforms and the Warriors leaving Oakland, you know I'm not a big fan of all that. But I got to (laughs) say, those uniforms looked pretty good on screen. Part of it is the color scheme is just really, really nice. And I actually really dig what they did with the the shorts. You know, they're not exactly the We Believe uniforms. They're just kind of a slicker riff on them. I still think the font, the We Believe font, using that for Oakland, it looks a little weird. It looks like a a movie title or something like that, something you see on a movie poster. But that's what uh, teams were into, I guess, back in the day. Well, this was a pretty fun game to watch if you are a Warriors fan because the Warriors were running and they were just better overall than the Spurs. And this is what you got to do. You got to beat the teams that you're better than, right? The Spurs, any team coached by Greg Popovich is going to be a good, solid team to some extent, but they just don't have the talent right now. Uh, The Warriors are better. They should win. And James Wiseman, obviously the standout story of the game in a lot of ways. I think he went for 20 Um, His first time crossing the the 20 point barrier. Let's face facts like LaMarcus Aldridge is old and slow. Uh, Jacob Pirtle is young and slow. So they had no one who could check James Wiseman in a game like this where they don't have an athletic equivalent. Somebody who's as big and as quick or can jump as high. You got to take advantage of that. And finally, the Warriors started hitting on the lobs. I mean, it helps when there's no one that can guard the lobs on the Spurs. Every time they drove, the center, whoever it was, would leave Wiseman open in the dunker spot. And then on a play where Curry did a little razzle-dazzle in the lane, Aldridge stayed with Wiseman to prevent the dunk, and Curry just shot it and made it. That's how it's supposed to work. That's what's supposed to happen That is the immediate weapon that the Warriors are trying to get so that there's a punishment for teams that double up on stuff all the time. The Warriors are looking for a consistent, easy bucket. Uh, I've said before that right now it seems like Eric Paschal has been the only one who can just get on the court and get a bucket. But if you can consistently hit Wiseman, I mean, the past several games they've been trying to. Steve Kerr said he doesn't necessarily think that Steph and Draymond trust Wiseman enough to throw those lobs, but today they sure as hell trusted him. And it was great. It was easy. I mean, it obviously got Wiseman's confidence up. He was active on both ends of the court. He had a few assists. He was in his defensive stance. He had a nice pass to Draymond back door in a in a half court set. So hey, <laughs> he's got that skill too. So these little glimpses, every little thing you see, it's not just an accident. It's not a one-time thing. These are things that he's going to develop and do more consistently every game, every week, every month, every season. And he seems, again, like he's able to make adjustments on the fly since last game. 
uh, from quarter to quarter, from half to half. So that's really, really promising. It kind of cracks me up too, because I think, you know, I'm not sure if this was just like some made up fan rumor or some garbage bleacher report uh, clickbait, but I think there was some someone who tossed out the idea of the Warriors trading out of the second pick to the Spurs for LaMarcus Aldridge and something else. And I was like, what? You you want to trade the second pick for like an old, slow, old school play in LaMarcus Aldridge? You kidding me? I mean, just look at this game. I mean, that's, that's, that's stupid. James Wiseman seems to be getting a little bit more uh, aggressive on his dunks too. He's dunking with more emotion, I guess, more authority. He's doing the the old shack dunk where like you throw it down really hard and then you kind of kick your body out, you know, kick your knees forward. Um, so that's cool. <laughs> and Steve Kerr rewarded James Wiseman. He played him really deep into the third quarter, usually comes out uh, with six minutes left or when he's not playing well, he comes out a little earlier, but he stayed until there was maybe three, three minutes left in the third quarter. So, so he earned it. The one thing is I still think it'd be cool if he started getting more rebounds. Sometimes he's just not in position or sometimes the ball bounces off his hand still, but there's got to be a way he's got to get in there and, and bump those numbers up a little bit. But you can see with Wiseman that he is constantly learning and he's He's a serious seeming guy. That's what cracks me up. He doesn't seem to get too excited. Like his teammates get more excited than he does. He doesn't even seem to like to high five people very much, but uh, all good. He's focused. He's trying to get better. And that's, that's all that really, really matters. Steph was awesome. This is the first time in a while that the first unit, the starters, played better than the second unit. A lot of times the first unit looks a little iffy with Ubre and Wiseman kind of making a lot of mistakes and stuff, but today they played well. And Ubre, second game in a row where he played the second unit minutes that Wiggins used to take, and he just looks like he's in the flow of the game. He doesn't look like he's thinking too hard or thinking too much, I should say, and He's aggressive. He's playing his game. He's slashing. He had that massive dunk off the uh, rebound. I mean, <laughs> that 7-3 uh, wingspan really uh, really came into play there. So it's good. They need to be picking up wins on this part of the schedule. They're up against the Spurs tonight, then the Knicks, and then the Jazz, who are obviously a playoff team, and then they play the Wolves twice. And I just got to say, because the Warriors... I've never in my lifetime been a center-oriented team or have had like a legit all-star level center. And yes, Wiseman is, you know, a couple years away from being an all-star, but it's so crazy. It's so weird. It's such like a strange experience to not be smaller than the other team, to have like the biggest dude, the most dominant, physically dominant guy on the court. Like that is so weird. <laughs> right like it's always been small ball even in the dynasty era like it's always been perimeter players and then maybe a couple big dudes who can play defense or hit a mid-range shot or play the dunker position for the lobs but all those guys did one thing pretty much specifically right Zaza played great D Bogut played great D he was a great passer too David West he was a super reliable vet tough guy and could also just hit that reliable mid-range shot from the elbow or from the free throw line JaVale McGee just a dunker you know so to have potentially 
all those guys in one guy? Like, what? This is the Golden State Warriors, you know what I mean? This isn't the Houston Rockets who graduated from Akeem Olajuwon to Yao Ming, you know what I mean? <laughs> It'll take some getting used to, but uh, I, I think I'm fully prepared to, to get used to that. Anyway, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to check me out or hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. And check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs. <laughs>